Welcome to the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United. I'm your host, Ben Hopkins, joined as always by my co-host, Adam Ballinger. Balls, how are you? I went to the gym this morning, lifted weights. Not that that's a big deal or anything, but if you guys want to talk about that for a while. I actually lifted some weights as well today. I'm uh, rehabbing my MCL, so nice. if I'm being honest, I'm I'm gassed. I'm very tired. Yeah, it's not a big deal. We get up and lift before, like before even coming to work, just getting that work in. But What time are you in the gym? <laughs> Six, about six o'clock. I was in at seven. Oh yeah, so you beat me. So now I got, I got to make lunches and stuff like that. Well, another guy who was in the gym this morning, throwing around some heavy iron. Our guest today, Kyle Bowen. Kyle, how are you, mate? I'm good. I'm feeling bad because I was in the in the weight room at eight o'clock, so I was late. <laughs> well, that, your jo- that you don't have to lift before your job. Your part of your job mm-hmm. is lifting weights. I miss that, that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's why I need to get in early because all the big all the big fellas come in. They kick me out. They make me feel small in there, which is, isn't very hard to do. <laughs> KB, uh, what's it been like being down here in Melbourne? Man, I'm loving it. I got nothing but good things to say about it. You know, it's a it's a beautiful place. I'm realizing how much culture is runs through Melbourne's blood and I mean from the sport to the footy um to even the coffee shops to the just the beautiful scenes around the around the city so nothing but good things to say about it for sure and I'm loving United. Have you gotten to the footy much what have been some of your favorite things to do while you've been here? Yeah so I managed to get to uh the west coast Essendon game when uh blockbuster oh my gosh uh I was hoping west coast were going to string two in a row but unfortunately we went down by a point um and the Essendon fans I kind of got a little obnoxious when we kind of got that goal ahead and let let some fans know about it around me and then you know they were right back kicked to go and they were right on top of me saying saying all sorts of stuff but you know it was a, it was a fun game uh amazing experience to go to so i'm trying to get uh one of the mcg and i'm sure i'll get there but I haven't got there yet when, you know, when well, was that game the essendon game yeah were you there because you're a, you're no, a, I'm a huge essendon, essendon fan yeah. was it recent it was ooh, two three weeks ago and uh, okay. Yeah, they got us by a point. Yeah, one by a point, and then I yeah. think we lost by like a hundred. The next, then we lose by like a hundred and fifty last week. Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a West Coast fan this season. <laughs> oh yeah, so, you know, well, I'm, Essendon I'm used to talk. That. This, this has been footy talk. <laughs> <laughs> People love it. It's the Victorian listenership. They love the footy <laughs> yeah, talk. Yeah. Did you play much footy growing up? I played a little bit. I stopped playing uh, around year seven or eight, and. I did have a great last game, if I if I do say so myself. <laughs> I kicked I kicked six, and you wow. know it was the it was the perfect way to go out. And I'll I'll forever hold that uh you know in high regard. But you know I love basketball too much, so I had to give that up when I was around you know fifteen sixteen, and haven't looked back since. Big full forward or full forward uh, a lot of time in the rock as well. So I was pretty versatile. But um, yeah, now my kick shocking. I I was kicking the footy around the other day, and it's, it's not. Not a pretty sight. Because when did you hit your growth spurt? Because it's always I always find it interesting. Like some guys are hit it at twelve, and then they're six six, and then they don't grow at all. And then some guys are five eleven until, or some guys are five nine until they're seventeen, and mm-hmm. then they're seven foot when they're eighteen. No, for sure, it's a weird thing, and I've gotten that question a lot uh, as I've been growing up. But I've just always remembered being tall. So I, I think I've just gradually just been that tallest in the class, tallest in my year. So, um. I've always been the ones for playing sports. I was put in basketball at a really, really early age and putting footy in the in the ruck in the full forward. But I don't remember having a year where I grew, you know, four or five inches. I've just always been the, you know, the awkward lanky kid. And now I'm just kind of trying to fill out a little bit. Yeah, this is the exact same with me, actually. Never, never growth spurt. Just I was just, I just remember just yeah. being the tallest kid around. Actually, there was a guy that grew up, one of my, my best friend. Three houses down, small town Indiana. He's my same height, and we were always just the tallest kids around. Um, 
But yeah, uh, footy. Okay, now footy. This is a controversial topic again. I know we're not talking footy, but I think the ruck is overrated. Anyone ever talk about that? Mm. Is that been something that's ever been discussed? I mean, I, I feel like a a really good ruck can change a game, and a really mm-hmm. bad ruck can hurt you a lot. It seems to me like they cancel each other out. So if the other team doesn't have a ruck, the other guy can just hit it to the his player every single time. But from the limited time I've watched footy. <laughs> Which may not give me the rights to talk about it. It just seems like no matter who gets who taps it, it's such a it's they're not you can't it never goes to the right guy. Like it's just it's such a crapshoot of where the ball's ever gonna go, even when you're jumping up and trying to tap it to your guy. No, for sure. I think I wouldn't necessarily call it overrated because you see I mean, geez, you see guys like Lou Jackson now who's kind of that versatile can do like can yeah, do more a than little just bit tap more. the ball. Yeah, so that that stuff's really valuable, but it's also just so many talented midfielders like yeah like old, it's so hard to actually thing. get yeah. the ball in, you know when the the referee like blindly throws it up or whatever and um it's just something to think about maybe one of the maybe essen will get me in for like strategy for sure. Some rock stuff. Coaches, yeah yeah maybe. just just a different perspective i'm sure they want americans talking to him about <laughs> <laughs> about the, the game i always find it i apologize to all the fans who aren't here for footy talk but this is footy talk um but i always find it crazy in the ruck it seems like you could blow the whistle and call like and call Cool. Yeah, blow the whistle on every ruck contest. Like they're always just all over each other, yeah, jumping yeah. all over each other. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the lines are blurred on what you can do. I'm just I'm surprised with your amount of football knowledge because we had a uh, last year my St Mary's team. We uh we came to Australia for a foreign tour and we took them to a game in Perth, <laughs> and these guys were mortified about the amount of contact, the way we play the game. It's yeah, just, they didn't. Half of them didn't want another another minute of the game and half of them were just so intrigued and asking for highlights on the bus back. So, well, yes, yeah, so I've been here for a long time, but so, but the thing that in a footy game, the start of it is when it's so amazing to any American or any other sport, really like what other sport are you allowed to just like hit each other before, mm-hmm. the, before it goes up? Like you're allowed to just like, where's there, there's a line that you can't cross, but they hit each other hard hundred uh, percent back and forth, back and forth. And it's like, it's okay. Like there's no, but I don't know what the line is. Maybe the line is if you hit them above the shoulders or something. But yeah, they're they're so get, physical. It's just getting in people's heads, like just a bit yeah. of argy bargy, just a imagine, cheeky elbow. Imagine yeah. an NBA game if they're about to throw it and then like they're just hitting each other in the back as hard as they possibly it's can. Like, and have it'd you, it'd have be an all out fight. Have you seen that old clip? I think it's um it's going way back. It's like Kent Benson, who was the number one oh, pick. Yeah. And it's punched by fir- Kareem. And he, in his first game, he throws an elbow into yeah. Kareem's gut, and then Kareem just like King, basically King hits him. Yeah. Well, I think he, his job was to beat up Kareem in that game and Kareem got tired of it. Kent Benson is the guy who bullied Larry Bird when he first got there and, and Larry Bird left like a couple of weeks later. So he's also famous for that. Jeez. Well, I was really getting back in the knowledge. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a deep, uh, someone to well, he, expand on Indiana, me saying Kent Benson. That's uh, Hoosiers talk. Well, we'll, we'll stick on basketball. Uh, Obviously, you're settling into this team. You've got a, a lot of vets around you as a, as a young guy coming in. What's it been like learning from some of those guys, like especially someone like Barlow, mm-hmm. who's obviously joined the coaching staff, but also someone like Newley, who's made that transition to playing a bit more of the four now? No, yeah. Uh, I love how you brought up Barlow first because I wasn't sure what our relationship was going to be like, especially him being on the coaching staff, but it's been everything I've hoped for and more. Um, he's just so intelligent and I keep telling whenever someone asks me to describe Barlow, I just keep saying he's he's just wired differently. He's just the way he looks at the game. It's so simple and so complex at the same time for him. So I've been a sponge around him and just having him in my workouts and him one on one teaching me what he 
what he did to be successful as a four-man at Melbourne United. I'm just – I'm all ears with that gun. i got a lot of respect for him. So Barlow has definitely been a great asset to have and to learn from. And then you mentioned Newley as well, who's – you know, he's almost double my age. He's been around the league and been all around the world playing this game. So to see someone have such a lighthearted approach to the game but also have so much knowledge and, you know, no – certain wrinkles to be like to still be playing at this age and still be so successful um it's just like i'm i'm kind of keeping a close eye on you know like that footwork there or that move there something that i could incorporate into my game so i mean we got a lot of not only veterans in this team but a lot of successful veterans so you know we haven't had cg or delhi or shaley on the floor as much as i'd i'd like to have so far but that'll, that'll come throughout the season i'm really looking forward to learning from those guys too well, you've also got a very experienced NBL four-man sitting right next to you mm -hmm. in, in Adam Ballinger. Balls, I wanted to know, <laughs> like was, there, was there <laughs> was there anything uh, you wanted to maybe tell KB a, as he sort of enters the, the four-man fraternity in the NBL? Um, well, I don't I don't know. Uh, we well, any, we any, probably got the same, any questions same height, him. same build, kind of. You're trying to fill out. I'm trying to <laughs> not be as filled out <laughs> anymore. Um I don't know. So I, I came in as an import and that's a bit different. Well, quite a bit different than your situation right now, but basketball is basketball. I, I remember, I remember always getting told like, and these are things like you don't necessarily hear from coaches and stuff like that, but like every now and then like a couple extra rebounds matters. Like if you can get an extra rebound at the end of every quarter, or if you can get an extra a couple like putbacks, you know, that are just come from hard work, not skill, like every little stat, like, it matters, especially as an import. Like I remember being told that like, you gotta you gotta worry about your stats. Like yeah, this is sure. it's part of the job. Uh more back then than it is now. Um, but I mean, all those little things matters. And like if you can uh find ways in the game to imprint yourself other than just trying to score the basketball. Um, but I mean, you know, you play four years at college, you're around great coaches. These are all things I think you probably know already. Um, but just a big physical presence down there, you know. Is, is a huge asset for a team. And I think from what I've seen out there, uh, it looks like that's where you are already. Oh, I appreciate that. Do you do you have any maybe contested mid-range jump shot related questions for Ball? Oh, Just yeah. How, how's your mid-range 15-foot uh, mid-range from you the know, corner? It's, it's all right. I'm, I'm kind of more settled at the, the three-point line. I feel like that's where the game is no, right now. Not but maybe anymore. back in your day, the, <laughs> the mid-range was the go-to. No, but. no, no. The three, like that's, you know, it's at its peak right now. Yeah. Everybody's shooting threes. It's coming back down. The mid-range is coming back into. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I think so. So if you want to, I don't know, you know, that's just my <laughs> advice. I think mid-range is coming back. No, I love it. Maybe we can get a one-on-one, -on -one, you know. I'll <laughs> just shooting competition. One-on-one, -on -one, you'd, you'd kill me right now. <laughs> Well, the one thing you can't do with Balls, if he ever asks you to do, is play horse. Because mm. Balls is the king of horse. Grew up playing horse. No, for in, sure. In cornfields and stuff like that. That's I, why they called him the, the Baron of Bluffton. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like with horse, like, you either got or you don't, you know? Like, is that really yeah, that's intangible? Uh, I can still shoot if I don't have to move. <laughs> who, who are you picking on the team if you had to go a horse competition? Who would I want to play? No, no, I'm saying who who do you think would win if the team had, like, a... Uh, Whole team-wide horse competition. I mean, CG would be a an obvious thing. I think just the way you can get that shot off with yeah. whatever, whatever footwork he has. And he can shoot them. from forever oh. away. Like with no it, – like it doesn't like – his shot is the same if yeah. he's at half court or if he's at yeah 10 feet away. Zach's got real distance on his shot as well. He's, really? he's handy in horse. There we go. Seems like we've got an all-star yeah, lineup get, here. <laughs> get a game going. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Sponsored game. Yeah. Sponsors, jump on. Bonus. For sure.
Well, speaking of sponsors, we're going to go into a quick break and have more with Cole Bowen after this. Melbourne United memberships are on sale now. Lock in your seat for the most exciting show in Australian sport and guarantee you're there for every highlight across next season. To find out more, go to membership.melbourneutd.com.au. And we're back on the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United with Kyle Bowen. KB, can you take me through what some of your goals are for this season? I know the obvious ones within this team are to compete for a championship, to get all the wins we possibly can. But you coming in after your time in college at St. Mary's, what are your personal goals coming into a team like this? No, for sure you say the obvious one to win a championship. And I think with the caliber of lineup we have this year, it's a it's a very uh, visible goal to have. Um, but personally, I'm just trying to kind of bring that identity that I molded myself to in college. So I kind of, I hate using this phrase over and over again, but I gritty not pretty was kind of uh, my senior year uh, mentality mantra. So just kind of as balls was alluding to just that physical presence, the guy willing to make that little play every time, um, a guy that, you know, you love being on the same team as and, and hate playing against just because he's so gritty and, and loves to do the little things. So I think just making that presence known, knowing I'm kind of all about the right things, what what Australia basketball is kind of predicated on, I think that's that's something I'm really looking forward to bring to NBL and, and this team. And, you know, I think this, the sky's the limit if you have guys willing to sacrifice that and kind of master their role. So... That's kind of the personal goal for me this year. The gritty, not pretty. I like that. Was oh, that man. a college thing? It was was a, that... The whole town loved it. It was a, It was kind of like was I that take your over. thing or was it like the the, the, the team? Thing? So, no, the origin of it was I, I said it in a post-game interview and oh, then it nice. really it really kind of took What's off. Yours? Sweet. Did they make we T-shirts and stuff? Made T-shirts and, <laughs> and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. My mom's got one. She she requested one that I brought one back. So um, We need to get some Melbourne United gritty, not gritty pretty not T-shirts. Pretty. I'm, yeah. I'm it's catchy. It, it I was yeah. surprised about how much it caught on. Copyright that. Did you make any money off of it? No. You probably and couldn't. I, NIL wasn't really yeah, Im- implemented as solid as it has yeah. been. So, um, you know, missed opportunity for sure. We'll talk after the podcast. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, they used to say the opposite about you. They were like, real pretty, not yeah, gritty. Pretty. Beautiful. <laughs> Hangs out on the three-point line. Doesn't want to be in the paint. I could do it all. What rhymes <laughs> with that? What can, what, like, we'll talk again. Right? You need to come up with something for me too. Exactly. Well, when you, you talk about that Australian style of basketball, and mm-hmm. I guess that extends to the New Zealand style of basketball, we've got obviously a lot of those guys on this team and have built this team around a lot of local talent. What was that like for you looking at this team as you were considering somewhere to sign and coming back to the NBL? I mean, first of all, deciding what league I was going to come back to, was it was a no-brainer. I love obviously growing up in Australia and playing that style of game, and I especially kind of fell in love with it at my time at the COE, with uh, under the coaching of Adam Caporn, who kind of instilled those values in all of us, and kind of back against the wall, it's it's us against the world type thing. So um, that brand that Australians have so much pride in of basketball is is something that I take not lightly at all. Um, and I mean, with the coaching staff led by Dean, I feel like he really personified that, and. Uh, you know, we just got the right personnel, not only talent-wise, but, you know, as simple as it is, bloke-wise, you know, it's we got great blokes around, guys who, you know, love to have a laugh and, and really gel off the court. But when it when it's time to get in between those white lines, it's it's all business and it's, you know, it's time to work. Yeah, talk us through some of those personalities. I know you're living with Flynn and, and Malik mm-hmm. Machar. Um, you know, what's what's that dynamic like? Uh, just a, a, a nice, easygoing household, I would say? No, for sure. I... 
I absolutely love my Kiwi. So I, I was at St. Mary's with two, Quinn Clinton and Dan Foto. And uh, so it was the two Kiwis and then me and Alex Dukas, the two Aussies, and we were kind of inseparable at one point. Um, so I love Kiwis. I love their their way of life, their kind of, you know, love of banter and everything like that. So me and Flynn, for the small time that we've kind of been together, he's obviously doing his FIBA stuff. And, you know, we wish him well. The tournament's starting today. So um, for the small time we had together, it was, it was great. It was a great laugh. And I'm looking forward to watching him play really well and him coming back and, you know, being a big factor for us. And then Malith is kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. He's a bit quiet, but, you know, once you kind of get him going, he, he he's a good laugh. He kind of likes to joke around a bit. Um, and then on the court, I've been really impressed with him as well. He's, I didn't expect him to be so um, athletic and- The big ticket. Oh my gosh, the big ticket in, in every sense of the word. So I think he just tried, he tried to boom on Ariel yesterday, um, which is, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even dare to try that. But I mean, it, it speaks a lot to his game, speaks a lot to ability. So, you know, having those two guys to live with and kind of be in the same position as a young guy and we can kind of talk about stuff from the day and, and reflect on our performance and everything has been really good. So it's, it's really helped me settle in for sure. Well, another guy you touch on, Ariel, you've had to spend oh. a lot of time going against him with Joe on the sidelines and Rob Lowe not here yet. Mm -hmm. What's that been like? battling with someone who's you know he's just he's just a beast for sure I think it's a it's a blessing uh in disguise for both of us uh I obviously expected to come in here and play a lot of the four but I think me playing the five especially against someone like Ariel has been a great experience for me in the sense that uh you know the NBL is a physical league um there's gonna be a lot bigger guys in Ariel and I wouldn't say there's gonna be as many lob threats as Ariel but um there's definitely going to be guys as strong as him and, you know, learning to play against that and playing well, not being flustered by that physicality is something that, you know, I'm really embracing. And I mean, I might not feel it at the, at the end of practice or when I'm going to sleep that night when I got bumps and bruises and, you know, my shoulder hurts or whatnot, but, um, you know, Ariel has been great and it, it comes down to, you know, iron sharpens iron. And I think I've been really good for Ariel too, you know, being in his ear, kind of being that, that young leader and, and saying, you know, like, your, it's your time, you know, like not, if you play well, if you play your game, like not many people are really stopping you. So I think he's, he's on the precipice of a really good year. And I mean, hopefully he does because we're going to need him for sure if we want to make a championship run. You touch on young leader and being in guys here. That's one thing I've noticed, especially in the, our first preseason game against Cal Baptist and mm -hmm. just out in practice, you're super loud, full of energy. You know, one of those guys who's just always trying to pump people up and and get people going is that something that you identified in colleges like yeah i'm gonna do this or was that something that when you're in under 12s you were doing that i think it really started uh at the coe again um just kind of being in a program that uh bears the responsibility of a leader and and has a coach that kind of communicates that with you and and capes kind of put that responsibility on me towards the end of my coe career and then uh obviously St. Mary's was a big kind of validation for that, that, you know, that I have that ability to kind of bring lots of energy um, and just kind of inspire confidence in guys. And I think that's something I take a lot of pride of and something that really helps me um, be as good as player as, as I am. And I think that's one of my greatest assets. So I think it's an everyday thing. And, and I really was working on that towards my senior year um, at St. Mary's where I was kind of the core of that uh, leadership group alongside Logan Johnson and Alex Dukes, my two seniors. So that was something that Randy Bennett really gave us a responsibility for. And it was a really a player led program that year. And obviously having the success that we did, it really validated the, the, not only the, you know, the work that we put in, but 
all of our abilities to lead that way. So, I mean, that's something that me and Dean talked about before I came here and I, I feel like that's my responsibility to kind of lead these young guys and, and not have the old guys need, need to pick me up. So it's something I really, you know, pay attention to every day. Yeah, and college, college coaches love the energy. For sure. Too. Love it. They need it every day. <laughs> You're <laughs> together so much. Um, Coach Izzo was like that too, man. He just loved anyone who would talk and not stop talking. Um, have you found that, yeah, I guess – it's easier in college as you get to a senior, so you're there for four years. So as you, if one, if you're one of the top guys with your seniority, it's easier. Have you found coming into this year, again, kind of you're at the bottom, working your way up to the top again. Um, has it been easier for you to come in as a as an energy guy? Is it, or is it, you know, does it have? Or I guess you're not trying to wait your turn or anything like that. Yeah, that's, no. that's one of the skills you're trying to bring. Great question. I think definitely in college, the the dynamic between the freshmen and the seniors a lot more different. Um, I was kind of taken aback about how how serious that hierarchy is. Um, I've definitely found it easier coming here um, to kind of settle in, be that young leader, because it, it doesn't really matter who you are here. It's just as long as you're bringing energy, it's it's all for the common cause. But, you know, that freshman, freshman sophomore, junior, senior thing at college is, is really yeah, – it's, it, it's not it's, just in the movies. No, it's, for it's sure. like it's a, a real thing. you got to – It's a serious wait deal. Wait your turn sometimes. No, 100%. <laughs> and it's, it was never toxic or anything at St. Yeah, Mary's. Yeah, no, like, no, you know no, what yeah. I mean? But it's definitely a real thing. And But, no, like you say, it's, it's a little easier in the in the NBL for sure. And getting back to the NBL, getting to United, um, looking at what we're doing this preseason on the court, obviously we've got these two Tassie games coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, for full transparency, we're recording this on the Friday before these two Tassie games. So the, at least one of them will have happened by the time this goes out. Let's just speak into existence. KB had 40, 22 rebounds, yeah, eight blocks. Keep, Keep it going. going. Huge Keep it going. game. 40-point <laughs> blowout. But um, what what are you hoping to get out of these games? Just more experience. You know, I think this is the first time that we're actually versing a, a proper NBL team. Obviously, that Cal Baptist game was a good hit out, but – they are a D1 college team, not a not an NBL one professional team. Uh, NBL, sorry, uh, professional team. So you know, just just gain experience. Obviously, we don't have our full strength lineup, which I think is obviously not ideal. But it's it's great for the young guys. It's great for guys like me to kind of go in there, give it everything you got for a, a good chunk of the game. So um, Tasmania are, are definitely a a tough opponent. They play very aggressively and. And I'm really looking forward to it. I got a lot of respect for Scott Roth and and what he's done over the past couple of years with the with the fresh team of uh, Tasmania. But no, really looking forward to it. I haven't really experienced Tasmania as a as a state too much as well. So I'm looking forward to kind of seeing around there and and kind of experiencing that whole deal. Yeah, it's a young group we're taking. Who are some of the young guys on this team? You know, we're taking a lot of DPS, mm-hmm. a lot of training players, some NBL one guys. Who are some of the the guys on this team that have impressed you that you've been able to? For sure. No, uh, I didn't really know Campbell blog too well, but he's been really, really impressive. Obviously, watching from afar of what he's kind of done on the back end of the year for Sandringham was was amazing. That that uh, grand final game and his performance was was almost enough to get it done. But, uh, you know, he's he's been one that's really impressed me, his his kind of leadership. I know he's he's one of the young guys still and he's kind of figuring out his identity in this team. But um, the way he comes in the gym every day is, is very impressive and the way he carries himself. Um, and, I mean, talking about Campbell, you kind of have to talk about TK. They're, them two are kind of inseparable. And, you know, I think those, that Sandra Ham is – I kind of view it as a little brother to Melbourne United, obviously, with our strong connection. And, and I think they're, they're all about the right things and what United is about. So I think for any guy 
um, who plays for that team, it's it's real easy for them to kind of, you know, transition over to United. But those two, those two young guys have been really impressive. And then obviously, a coming back from his injuries. I've, yeah, I've experiencing uh, all the American athleticism um, over my four college years is is impressive. But Ariel fits right into that category. He's one of the most athletic people I've I've seen and and played against. So, I mean, those three kind of really really stand out. Yeah, I'm trying to think in college. Were there any guys that you went up against that you would put on the same caliber of athleticism as A? Because obviously, he's still only 21. Yeah, uh, Obi Toppin. Oh yeah, uh, he's definitely. He's one of that stands out. So we played them when uh, when he was on Dayton and he almost, I won't leak the name of who he almost baptized, but his his waist was literally up to our guy's forehead and he was just tried to front it, you know what a front it, like kind of throw it in the rim and he just back rimmed it. So, I mean, it would have been one of the nastiest dunks I've seen in person, but Obi Toppin is kind of on that tier for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to find out a little bit more about you after this next break when we get to Fast Five with Balls. Want to stay up to date with everything happening in Melbourne United? Download the Melbourne United app today. Filled with videos, audio and articles about your favourite team. It's the one-stop shop for everything Melbourne United. Download the Melbourne United app via the App Store on iOS or the Google Play Store on Android. And we're back on the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United and it's time for Fast Five with Balls. Ready? This is a Fast Five with Balls. Been waiting for this the whole time. Now we're on to the, uh, the fun stuff. They're hard-hitting, so I hope you're ready. All right. Kyle, you were hiding it. the questions yeah, today. Yeah, well, I can't let you guys see it. I mean, this is <laughs> top-secret stuff. I love it. Imagine if he saw the questions beforehand. You'd have, well, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Probably nothing. Probably the same <laughs> answer. <laughs> all right, Kyle. So you all right. Now, let's talk about your, your look. Yep. All right. To me, you got like a lumberjack chic kind of look. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. And you've already talked about, what was the, what was the saying? Gritty, not pretty. Gritty, not pretty. Yeah. So this is right on. This no, is for on. sure. Yeah. So um, to me, you look like uh, <laughs> you chop wood for fun yeah. and you don't own a TV. Do you own a TV? I do own a TV. Do you chop wood? No, I don't no. know. I can't say I do chop wood, no. <laughs> but is it is that on purpose? Is it just like you're just a gruff guy? Like I guess we already talked about that. Gritty, not pretty. It was like it's weird. So I think you're pretty. Yeah, yeah no, thank you. you could I, be. He just decides <laughs> to be to look gritty. But if he wanted to, he could. It's really a, it's, it's funny uh, you say that because there's on the St. Mary's website, there's a, there's a headshot from my freshman year. So yeah, I looked at, every, I Googled you and you look different every yeah. four years. And uh, my freshman year, I walk in there, clean shaven, no yeah. mustache, short hair, pretty middle part. And it's, that's how I came my, uh, my freshman year. And then you look to, you know, my junior, junior, senior, and it's a scruffy beard and mustache, yeah long hair. Part of it is that I don't really like in my haircut. Um, it's too expensive. Uh, yeah, these no, days. <laughs> it expensive. and it's, I have trust issues with bar. It's this whole, it's this whole, <laughs> whole deal. It's so even in college, I was getting my roommate Alex Dukas to cut my hair. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I trust him more for sure. So more than an actual barber. No, for sure. Part of it's that, um, and then part of it is just kind of it. It's my my style of game too. I kind of yeah, you know, part it of works. it. Is, yeah, I love it. So it's it's the way my game is so might as well just like personify it as well you know nice. embrace it well so. I'm, I'm gonna have to put you on the spot and i know you haven't had heaps of time with them but which one of your two roommates would you trust most to cut your hair this year i'd hate to I, i'm sorry malith but i have to say flynn <laughs> but i don't think it's gonna get to that i'm gonna i need to hunt down that's that's something i need to do i need to hunt down a good a good barber they're everywhere here they're all yep. over the place yep um all right good answer good uh, good question too if i may say so myself <laughs> Uh, okay, so 
uh, you played as a DP for Perth um, for a year and then decided to go the, the college route. What was the thought process that went into that? You know, it was a, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it was definitely a tough decision for me to decide whether the NBL was the right route for me or, or Div 1. And, and if I'm being honest, there was a point, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a point where- Did you some water, bro? No, nah, I'm good, I'm good. There was a point where I was wholeheartedly set on staying in Australia and playing the NBL, but uh, I was fortunate enough because I look back at my college career now with absolutely no regrets, loved every experience of it. Uh, but I was fortunate enough to have some some good mentors in my ear who were obviously a bit older, been through been through the ranks and and seeing what college can do for players. And uh, one of them, if I if I say, is Nick Lakovic, who was my uh, NBL one coach uh, as I grow up in uh, Perth and in the Redbacks program. So he was kind of the the main standout who said, you know, NBL is always going to be there. So once you say no to college, is it? It's a it's a gone opportunity, and that that really changed my perspective. And you know, I look back now, like I say, with no regrets, and I and I loved every experience of not only you know college basketball, but America as well. So um, no props to props to the mentors that were in my ear because you know I definitely feel like I made the right decision. Yeah, it's a unique experience. It doesn't always work, mm -hmm. especially for like we talk about Australians going over to America. It's not always a lot of times if you, especially a smaller school like in South Dakota or something like that. It's like for you sure. know, that's not the right. It's not where everybody wants to be. But it is like a it's it's not real life like college life. Mm -hmm. Like the basketball part is hard hard yeah. work, but college life is like I say it's like a twenty four hour sleepover. No, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, all you, the kids are the same age. No one has money. You're just hanging out. Yeah. There's always something to do. <laughs> now that I'm, I'm not really right back into the real world now because yeah, I know yeah. the professional yeah, no, athlete world yet, isn't but, the yeah. Isn't no, the real, it's not. But, it's still not. But, but it's more real. Than, my time. Yeah, you definitely it's more real than college. Yeah, you recognize the bubble you're in and the. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any stress. You know, you you worry about practice the next day yeah, or anything. Practice but, in school and that's it. You no, know, nice. but it's a it's a beautiful world to live in for sure. So love those four years. Sad now. I want to go back to college. <laughs> Me too. Me uh, too. I would rather go back now. If I went back now, I would just want to be a normal student though. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was no. like, how easy do normal students have? You don't even have to go to practice. That's for sure. Okay, moving on. Um, okay, uh, we don't know each other very well, so I didn't – these are kind of generic questions. Yeah. What was your first video game system? Did you play video games? <sighs> yeah, I, I did play a lot of video games growing up. I'd say a, a, a PlayStation 2. So the PlayStation 2, huh? So you were born That's, in 2000. Yeah. So yeah. when did you get that? What age? Do you remember? I don't even, I don't really know. It was back when I was growing up, you were, you were out on the trampolines or yeah. you know, playing the driveway most of the time. So it was, it was pretty late, but now I'm up to date with all the, oh, now all you're the games. I feel it. like it's a, it's a good way to connect with, with people around the world. So I'm still playing with the guys who oh, I good. went so to college do, with. Do you remember like any that. games you played back then, like on PlayStation 2? Mm. Was it mostly sports games? Yeah, mostly sports games. I played a... Uh, WWE SmackDown versus Raw. That's, <laughs> Elite. that's a Classic. we had every WWE SmackDown versus <laughs> Raw uh, game. It's a high yeah high level game, and uh, I was getting nostalgia yesterday. Jay was playing uh, all the walkout oh, all yeah, walkout theme songs that. to the wrestlers. <laughs> so we had John Cena rapping. We had Rey Mysterio's six one nine. Do you have a personal favorite? What's yeah, your personal did favorite? You Rey, yeah, no, Rey Mysterio's oh, my go to. Damn. So all the Hardy guy. brothers. We are uh, funny story. So me and my neighbors used to stack we had the exact same trampoline so yeah. we used to stack one so one was on 45 degrees and one was flat and then we would we, we all got like ray mysterio muscle <laughs> like homemade hardy sleeves and we'd like practice the moves and have like wrestling competitions for hours so no we were we were hardcore at one point and you know looking back on it now like watching wrestling now it's not the same it's like you're infatuated as a child yeah just watching it like 
fighting with my older sister saying like, no, it's real, it's real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you think it's yeah. real, it's uh, way different. No, for sure. So no, good good memories, good days with uh, with WWE. All right, so what do you do now? Like with your, with your free time, you got hobbies, you watch a lot of TV, read, you read books. Yeah, well, that's that's one thing I'm noticing with, with this kind of this professional life. You you finish the day at one o'clock and then you yeah, got the, one the rest two. of the day. So That's the part that's not real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be ben nice. I'll tell you. It's, yeah, that'd it's, be fun. It's wild. So, you know, I'm kind of learning uh, how to fill that time up. I'm I'm looking at cameras to kind of buy because I'm really into photography. Nice, um, nice. So the plan is to kind of get a get a real high quality camera and, and go around and capture the beauty of Melbourne. Nature, uh, nature or people. Every, or just, it'll be more. Yeah. It'll be more like street photography and, and nice. stuff like that. So um, definitely looking looking for that. Um, but apart from that, just I'm a big napper. Get yeah. get a nap in at least five times a week. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> when you go back, yeah. you nap from like two to three. Oh, or like man. three yeah, to it's four. real yeah. quiet. It's yeah. real quiet in our household between <laughs> between two to four. So. Um, napping reading just just keeping it really chilled so and then obviously just experiencing the culture of melbourne I've, i love going out to dinner and in places and me and ben have talked about um shout out to applehead deli oh applehead deli oh it's yeah. my heart no exactly so you know it's, it's great food great coffee great people in melbourne so there's plenty to do so i'm just i'm kind of filling up my time in in a couple of different ways all right now the last one is here we go no this is so <laughs> i always ask about cds you were born in 2000 yeah do you, have you ever seen a CD? <laughs> I have seen a CD. I was you don't I'm, own it. You never bought a CD. Right? See, no, it's, it's kind of just. I'm a little. I got a little vintage in my heart. You know, I'm a. I own a record player at home. Oh, but nice. it's not. I don't have old records. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, it'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be vinyls of of new new music. Yeah, yeah. But, I like. I'm, but they're again. Yeah. It's like seventy bucks to drop yeah. on on one album for sure. But no, I appreciate I appreciate old things, and I have had my fair share of CDs. I did have. They go through the phase of the the so fresh mixes. If you guys remember that, those <laughs> yeah. were you know those were a necessity. So you did necessity. get those, like yeah, for sure. Those I'm around. right on the cusp. Right? Maybe uh, if I was, yes, if I was born a few years later, then I would have missed out. By the time you're 15, is like 2015. Yeah, but, you, yeah. but yeah. I guess so you fresh was hot back then. Like you're still yeah. listening That's, to CDs in when you're like seven. Yeah, but you don't buy them. You don't buy like your first mm. bought CD was a big deal. Yeah, you remember yours, Ben? I think we talked about it before. I think it was uh, "Welcome to the Black Parade" by we have talked about My this. Chemical yeah. Romance. Great CD. Mine was "Big Pun." Big yeah, Punisher. <laughs> That's a great album. You guys should get your hands on that if you can. Great Punisher. Right. Big Punisher. No. And just and DMX. DMX is yep. first album too. What's What's the last CD you bought? Balls. Most recent. Most recently, uh, I bought. I found both Silverchair albums. Mm, Frog nice. Stomp and Neon Ballroom. Two dollars each, if you can believe it. Yeah. Man, that's so good. I mean, that those two albums back to back are just, I just incredible, honestly. And to think he's fourteen years old. My son's fourteen. We were listening to. It, I was like, this guy's fourteen years old when he wrote this. Couldn't believe it. So, are you still using CDs? Oh yeah, yes. I got a van. Nothing else works in it. Only wow. a CD player. I, no, I respect that. There's a lot of respect for that. Yeah, but uh, sure. yeah, but I mean, so we grew. I grew up with it. Ben just he's just an old soul too. He's got how many CDs you got? Oh, hundreds. Yeah, hundreds. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the the orcs doesn't work in my car. Yeah, neither so does mine. Yes, that's the problem. Yeah, dri yeah. Driving to work today, and I have like, it's like an hour and a half drive to work every Oof. day for me. So today it was uh, the Living End debut album nice. that I also got for $2. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it was Fly or Die by NERD. Two oh, yeah. terrific albums. That are just, I love that. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Any, any people listening, just, you know. Get involved. Buy some CDs. Yeah, sure. yeah, Go to your local cheap. op shop. Keep it alive. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. No. Keep it alive. It's a dying luxury. Yeah. It's physical media. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't – But 
So you don't own any CDs? I guess I didn't have an answer. Yeah, what I didn't was, have a what question. What was the last CD you bought? That's I would almost say, so fresh. Oh my god! <laughs> Actually, you in saying that, those, those are easy to find. I do days. remember me and my uh, roommates at the at the institute. We had a similar problem where the aux cord didn't work. So um, <laughs> burn CDs. Yeah, like you and burn we're, them. Yeah, we were yeah. all cramped into it. Was Isaiah Lee his his little Civic car Fit Five, as you can imagine. Yeah, two, big guys. three of us. Three of us were big guys. So yeah. it's you know we're we're battling for front seat, but. We had to slide in a CD, but we were more on the the Kendrick Lamar's, the you know the the hip hop for sure. But no one bought that, I'm assuming. You just no, we we bought that really? was a, that was Actually the thing. The aux cord didn't didn't work. So yeah, we but were, you could download it. What LimeWire? Stop talking about burning CDs. <laughs> I'm just saying that was the perfect time. You bring it up. People were doing time. it. I don't bring it up. Other people bring it up. You just brought did it you up. buy it? You bought the we CD. bought the CDs at JB Hi-Fi and we had to physically nice. put the disc in the car. So you know, but nice. that was yeah. I'm not a, I, I never burnt anything. Stop, I, to, I stop can, trying to expose uh, our players. <laughs> I can, uh, I got proof, but that's great. Bought CD. Good job. Born in 2000, buy CDs. The world's okay. Yep. But I'm, I'm probably the last of the, yeah, the last the of the generation. Last, definitely the last. Yeah. Thing. They well, still make them, but. We need to get one of our training players, Joel Foxwell on. He was born in 2006. Oh, yep. Probably that's never, crazy to me. Probably yeah. never even heard of a CD. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he probably wouldn't know how to work it. You know how you ever seen the videos of kids trying to yeah. use, like, a phone? Like a rotary phone? Yeah. Like, I don't know. What is this? It's bad. Old guys talking. Yeah, exactly. Just- <laughs> well, some of us are old guys. Yeah, no kidding. How, how old are you, Kyle? 23? 22. 22? Yeah. Almost double your age. One year less. How old have you been? 26. Jeez. I should start my own podcast yeah, with guys are. my age. <laughs> just you rambling just rambling about yeah. this old man yells at cloud taken probably well kb thanks so much for coming on the podcast we appreciate getting to know you a bit better and and hearing how you've settled into this team we're so excited for september 28 when we can you know see it game one throw down against the phoenix at john kane arena for sure and no, i appreciate you guys thanks gritty not pretty gritty not pretty baby gritty not pretty <laughs>